0: Thank you for another opportunity to gather around your word. I thank you that the entrance of your word always brings light. It always brings life to us. We are hungry for you, O God. We're hungry for what you have for us. We want to hear what you're saying to us this morning. So I pray that you use me to speak this morning. You open my mind, open my heart, speak through me. Let these words, none of these words fall to the ground. I like to pray that you do for me what you did for Samuel when you didn't let any one of his words fall to the ground. And as we teach, O oh God, give me utterance to pierce that, that these words will pierce the hearts of the hearers, that these words will land so well in the hearts of the hearers that they will not forget the truths of what, what is shared today. That in fact, that we will hear so well that what we hear starts to influence our actions, not just um, uh, in the future, but right now. We love you so much. We want to be transformed. So we ask that you go ahead and transform us to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray and the church said amen. Amen. So we are we are on a series that I called... Um, um, called to create, called to create. Um, I believe that this is a season of new. This is a season of new and therefore a season of creativity. Um, new doesn't happen without somebody creating something. And so I've been challenging you to engage your creativity and hopefully we've got you, we've got you away from thinking that creativity is singing or dancing or painting or any one of those kinds of things by itself. Hopefully you've heard something in the last few sessions that we have had that exposes you to the fact that you are a creative being just like your creator um you are you carry his image you are born in the image of god and just like god just like god you are born to create he even put a seed of the kingdom of god on the inside of you Because the creative ability which God gives you is for the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth. God is looking to receive for himself a kingdom upon the earth. And so he brought the seed of the kingdom and he put that on the inside of you. And creativity is the process of getting that which is on the inside of you to bear fruit on the outside. Um, creativity is the process of fruitfulness help me type that in the comment section again creativity is the process of fruitfulness fruitfulness does not happen at least not for a human being it doesn't just happen by itself there is usually a process that it takes to create whatever it is that is fruitfulness in your life and so we've been talking about the forces of creativity and, and and looking at how it is important that you engage these forces of creativity, which God has placed in your life. And we're going to talk about four of them. Faith, righteousness, wisdom, and love as, as forces that God has placed on the inside of every single one of us that he enables us to be able to create in our world. And you know that ruling and reigning is not going to just happen by prayer and declaration as powerful as those things are. Because if a king is not declaring something in his ra- realm, uh, you know, then he is not ruling effectively. The moment that the prime minister decides that instead of declaring um, that everyone should pay their council tax, he decides, I'm actually going to collect everyone's council tax by myself, um, you know, he's already on his way to die. So how does he collect the council tax? He declares and then ministering angels, servants, there are people who join them and help them um, with that service. Are you listening to me today? So, so, so we want to let you know. We want to let you know that God is God is doing something in you He is building something with you uh, and he wants to do something in your life something profound and so ruling and railing will happen when you increase your stakes in the world. Are you listening to me? it is when you increase your stake creativity increases your stake in the future because when you create something you you develop the ability To have a stake in how it happens, okay? You develop the ability to have a stake in that future. Whether we are talking about people, whether we're talking about systems, whether we're talking about culture, whether we're talking about things, um, what we're saying is, "I I really believe that God has anointed every single one of us to create something, to be a part of improving people's lives, to be a part of developing new systems that match up with the good systems that God has intentions for, um, creating uh, um, things on earth, again, that will advance the kingdom of God, influencing culture. All of these things are 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 part of what we believe the agenda of God's kingdom is and you and I have a responsibility to participate in the establishment of God's kingdom on earth because there is a piece of the kingdom of God on the inside of you Jesus said that so well he said the kingdom of God is within you Okay, The moment a person receives Jesus, there is a piece of the kingdom of God which is on the inside of, of, of you and therefore creativity is a part of who you are. You have to engage that truth and go with it because it is just who you are. Let me say something, your future is not a mystery. Your future is embedded in your willingness to create it. OK, the future that you will experience is not a mystery. Somebody is creating your future right now. OK, the, the, the kind of phone that you're going to use in 10 years time is not a mystery. Most companies have already created it. They're just waiting to release it. Okay your future is not a mystery I'm saying repeating it over and over again because I think it is important that you pay attention to what I'm saying the next 10 years are going to be profound you can participate in creating the kind of future you want to see um, or you can just wait for somebody else to do it and and in, and, and and then you can get involved um, what you don't uh, get to decide if you do that is how that works or how um, the impact that that would have in our world. Are you listening to me this morning? And so we've been talking about these, these forces of creativity. I'm just laying a foundation. I'm going to look at this. We looked at faith a couple of weeks ago and as a force of creativity. Last week, we started looking at righteousness as a force of creativity. And, I'll talk a, uh, and I want to dig a little bit more into into that idea of righteousness um and by the way I'm talking about creativity not just in the general sense and I want you to think with the mind of Christ there is the creativity that you create whatever it is that is a god given gift to create anything but, but but I believe that God is looking for people um who will who who whose whose ears are uh, close to his heart so they can hear his intentions for our world and imagine if we can create, if the things we create are in line with what is in God's heart. And that's really what we are heading for this morning and really in this series. And so I want to dig into this force of righteousness a little bit. Romans chapter three, we said righteousness is the state of being right. Let me teach a little bit this morning. Righteousness is the state of being right. A a person who is righteous is a person who has been declared righteous, okay? At least in Scripture, they have been, you know, uh, actually anywhere, they have been examined, and after that examination of whatever they had to examine, the conclusion was that this person is righteous. It's a bit like if somebody is accused of something, then, then really how we get to the place of accusation, sorry, if somebody is condemned, condemnation starts with accusation. And after that accusation has been examined, you can reach the conclusion that this person is guilty, or not guilty, okay? That, that, that's why the scripture says, when the scripture says, do not judge, what the scripture is saying is, do not condemn. Do not, do not bring, bring the final judgment upon somebody because that's not your, role. I'm, I'm going off track right now. But righteousness is a state of being. And it comes about by a, a conclusion that is made that based on A, B, C, D, we can make this conclusion that this person is a righteous person. And in that state, I believe that you are powerful and you see why. I believe that we, we get access from God. Um, we, I, we get access to God and we receive something from God that enables us to be like him on the earth look at what Romans 3 says Romans chapter 3 verse 25 because you see why God made us and declared us righteous am I teaching this morning are you with me this morning Romans chapter 3 verse 25 says for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin for the missing of the mark he says people are made right with God. I'm reading from the Bible right now. I hope you have a Bible um, and I hope you can check this out because this is important. We've been lied to for so long and it's important we read from scripture to know how people are made right with God. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. And look, I like this last line. It says, and he makes sinners' right." in his sight when they believe in Jesus. How amazing is that? Look at how God makes a sinner right. He doesn't make a sinner right by beating them up. He doesn't make a sinner right by condemning them. He makes a sinner right by giving them an opportunity to believe in the person that is Jesus Christ and simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ, He declares that they are righteous. When a person puts their faith, declare, puts their faith in Jesus Christ, when a person hears about Jesus, when they hear about the fact that He died for them, who He was, the things that He said, The way that he lived and they buy into the message that he brought. The fact that he comes saying, I am the son of God. I came to die in your place. I came to ensure that your propensity to sin or your propensity to get things wrong doesn't get you killed or doesn't get you condemned by God. You know, every single one of us has a propensity to get things wrong. That's what sin is. Sin is the missing of the mark. You know, again, we like to think only think of sin as those who lie, those who drink, those who smoke, those who do the things that they do. And we we, we think that those are the only only things that are sin no sin is in the nature of human beings and what does that look like it looks like the propensity to get things wrong do not underestimate what jesus you know sometimes we talk about jesus came to save you and many of us don't recognize how much saving we need we need because even with the best of intentions We have the propensity to miss the mark, to get it so wrong. How many parents have literally wrecked the lives of their children, traumatized them, not because they wanted to, but because they missed the mark? They got it wrong. How many times have you intended, even when you're driving, how many times have you intended to head to one direction but you thought you were smart and you went in another direction and you ended up just kind of in a random place because we have on the inside of us. Now, many of you don't think of that as sin, but that's what sin is. Sin is the nature. Sin is the propensity to miss the mark. This is why we need a savior. And this is why I would also say this. This is why it is impossible to have a world that is peaceful, a system that works completely without Jesus Christ. Because every single human being, I don't care, I know you like Michelle and Barack Obama, and they are the pinnacle of right in your eyes. But the fact that they are human beings means that they have a high propensity to get it really, really, really wrong. And this is why we need Jesus. This is why we can't look to any human being to be our savior. This is why your pastor is not your savior. He is, he is, and she is. They are vessels that God uses. Because every human being has the propensity to get it wrong. We need a savior. Our need for a savior is deep okay you know and 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 let me speak to you who are born again christians you who get born again and you think right now the gospel is for those sinners out there no you need a savior the moment i anytime I, particularly as a pastor if i see anybody who is falling into something my <laughs> into a sin my propensity is lord please help them because I know that every single one of us is capable of terrible things in the right circumstances. All we need to do is adjust your circumstances. Some of you think you're holy and it's only because you still have a job. The moment you lose your job, you will lose your holiness. It's true. Some of you think you, are, you, you, you don't commit adultery. It's because your wife is with you everywhere you go. I'm, I'm preaching good. Now, all of that is good. Please don't commit adultery. Don't do it. It's not, it's not good. It's just it's not worth it. But you get the point that I'm making. I'm saying that in the right conditions, and by the way, you know, your wife should be with you wherever you go just just uh, hello okay let's not go there but you know what i mean we put things in place this is why we put boundaries in place because we don't make assumptions that we are now holy and exempt from certain things because in the right condition you too will kill somebody you know you you know i can tell you right now you mess with my daughter or my son i have lost my i don't care about being a pastor but you, you just, i'll go to jail and then ask Jesus to forgive me. I don't know how to work that out. I'm telling you, there, I'm just saying every single one of us needs a savior. So every single day you ought to be grateful. Don't ever look down on somebody else because of your idea or your definition of what they are doing wrong. Because you too need a savior. And if it wasn't for the goodness of God, the mercies of God, like somebody said this morning, you too would have been consumed. Amen. And Jesus declares. He declares people righteous. And the Bible says that God declares people righteous in this way. This is how God declares people righteous. The moment they put their faith in Jesus, they recognize, I have the propensity to get it wrong. I'm not going to deny that. And they see this Jesus that everyone is talking about, and they choose to put their faith in this Jesus. Jesus looks at them, or God looks at them and says, because you accepted my son, Jesus, whom I sent to stand in your place, I declare that you are righteous hallelujah isn't that good news I want to say to everybody in here, everyone who is watching me online, who has received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been declared righteous. This means that God is not angry with you. This means that God is not judging you. This means that God is not is not um, looking to to destroy you anymore. He he has declared you righteous. For those of you who are also watching me and have not put your faith in Jesus, it also means that Listen, I used this analogy last time. I've really gone the other way, but let me just go for it. I used this analogy last time. Imagine that you were examined and you were found guilty by the judge. And the judge examines your case and says, yes, they are guilty. But just before he condemns you, he says, stand there. I have a plan that can turn this thing around. So he calls up his son and he says to his son, this person has been found guilty. But do you mind me punishing you instead of punishing them and so and the son said yes and that's what Jesus did the son said yes I'll stand because I love them just as much as you love them I will take the punishment for them uh, 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 and, and so that you can give them my righteousness so what does the judge do the judge punishes his own son in your place and then he says to you now who is guilty and he says to you, now, this is the only way I can save you. Do you believe that, what, that my son took that punishment for you? Do you believe that that was my son? Do you believe that he took that punishment for you? If you do, what I will do, and that's all I'm asking you to do, because what I will do is I will take the credit or I will take his right standing and I will credit it to your account. And because of your faith, you now become a saint, a righteous person. Because I took a credit because of his willingness to die for you. I took your sin and I put it on him. Now there is something else on, in, on offer for you. And that is his righteousness. His state of right standing with me. I want to take that and I want to give it to you. But, but I can only give it to you if you accept that he is my son, and that he died in your place. That's the gospel. That's the good news that Jesus brings to us. And the scripture says that God declares that every person who recognizes that Jesus Christ is Lord, who recognizes that Jesus died for their sins, every person who puts their faith in Jesus, like that jailer, every single jailer, who can look at their lives and, and and say, yeah, I deserve that guilty condemnation. But if I can make a determination, if I, can, if, I can, uh, if I can accept that Jesus took this pain for me, Jesus took my punishment, the scripture says that God makes you right. You get a credit of righteousness. Come on, will you in the comment section in the room, will you just give it up for our Lord Jesus? He is... He is so kind. He is so kind. This is exactly what he has done for us. And this is the gospel that we must preach. This is the gospel we must tell the world. Okay? Because when a person puts their faith in Jesus, they are declared right with God, and then Romans five seventeen starts to take us somewhere where we want to go today. Romans five seventeen says, "For the sin, um, for the sin of this one man, Adam, um, it caused death to rule over many. But even greater, God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness." Okay, underline that if you have a Bible that you underline, or you can make a note of that phrase. His gift of righteousness for all who receive it will triumph over sin and death through this one man. Um, other translation says, those who receive the abundant grace of God and those who receive the gift of righteousness will reign in life through this one man Jesus Christ. Here is what I'm trying to say this morning. It takes receiving, and if you're taking notes, this is a key point. It takes receiving. Everyone say receiving. I keep forgetting where we're in a different season. We can't tell people to say stuff, okay? You at home, say receiving. Okay. Or you know, we we we, we it takes receiving the abundant grace of God um to reign in life. It takes receiving the gift of righteousness to reign in life. In other words, the the gift of righteousness is a gift, is a state of being which God empowers us with to rule and reign in life. Okay? The state of righteousness is a gift which God gives us that empowers us to rule and reign in life if you don't receive that gift remember think about that analogy i just gave the judge gives the gives the 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 um the person who is accused a gift and what is the gift it is the gift of right standing in society it is a gift of righteousness he takes the gift that his son has the status that his son has and he gives it to the the person who was supposed to be condemned and that gift empowers them or is supposed to empower them to live free in society to keep their head up to go about and apply for a job like somebody who is not guilty To start a business like, you know, not like an ex-convict, but somebody who has no guilt. This is why the Apostle Paul can say, I have wronged no man. This is a man who murdered people in his career. How did he get born again? He was on his way. He was breathing murder. He was going to kill people. And Jesus stops him and he turns around and says, I have wronged no man. How dare you say that you have not done anything wrong? I'll tell you why. He received the gift of righteousness. It's a gift that God is giving you. Okay? It's a gift. and, And this power, this gift enables you to reign. Many of us still live. I think I said this last week. Many of us still live like sinners. When we have been saved. And so we say we are sinners saved by grace. No, not anymore. We still have the propensity to sin. But it doesn't mean we are sinners. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's who we are. There is a credit that has been put in your bank account. It's like It's like if you had... You know, if you if the, don't look at your bank account now, maybe later. If you if you if you had uh, three hundred pounds in your account and, and you, you, you and you're still calling yourself broke, and somebody shows up and put three hundred million in your account with a credit, look at you receiving in a credit with a credit of three <laughs> a credit of three hundred thousand pounds in your account. Something needs to change. I was laughing this week <laughs> because a woman a woman um, where um, A cleaner went to buy something. I saw this in the news. A cleaner went to buy something in a charity shop. And, and after buying, they were supposed to give her a change of £9. But the, <laughs> they were supposed to refund £9. But the cashier entered £90,000. <laughs> so she gets a credit during that week of £90,000. And my wife and I were laughing because this woman would have given a testimony at church. People... <laughs> She was given, and the, the, the news article said she had spent 31 grand of it before they discovered what was going on. And I just imagine her giving testimony at church. Miracle money has arrived in my account. <laughs> no, uh, no. there is a credit, that, that just made me laugh, okay? There is a credit of righteousness in your account. Imagine if you had a genuine, not that kind of credit that I just talked about, but an authentic credit of that 300 million, will you still be seeing yourself as a poor person? That's what we're doing as people, as people of God. There is still something in us that still sees ourselves on the basis of what we did wrong, on the basis of our weakness, when that is not the basis of our entry into society or into the kingdom of God. The basis of our lives now, the moment you put your, your faith in Jesus, the basis of your life is the credit of righteousness, which comes from Jesus' account. And goes into your account. So now you are, you have a state of being right with God that that is akin to that which Jesus has. Are you listening to me? And it's our ability. And, and Romans five seventeen says, Romans five seventeen says that those who receive the grace, the um, the abundant grace of God, and the gift of righteousness, that these people reign in life. But notice that it is the gift of his righteousness, okay? It is his righteousness. Not every kind of righteousness uh, enables you to reign in life like we are talking about. When we're talking about what we're looking at today, we're looking at the force of his righteousness. In Matthew 6.31, in Matthew 6.31, this is important because he takes the righteousness of King Jesus... To reign like King Jesus. I say that again. It takes the righteousness of the King Jesus to reign in life like King Jesus. You can't reign in life if you're depending on your own righteousness. And by the way, the thing that qualifies Jesus. On, you know, unequivocally to be the leader that he is, to be the king that he is, is his righteousness. He's right standing with God. Everything is right between him and God. Okay? That's what qualifies him. He was, he never sinned. He never missed the mark. He never did, you know, he is right with God. And it, and what God has done is he has given us the same gift of righteousness would you put in the comment section i have the same gift of righteousness as jesus amen so, so 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 in 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 matthew 6 31 he says he says um jesus tells us that we're not to worry about what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink we're not to worry about what we're going to wear because our heavenly father knows that we have need of these things i digress but let me remind you that you have a heavenly father who knows that you have need of what you need amen he knows what you need and he will give you what you need you have a heavenly father who cares he knows the pain in your heart he knows what you are struggling with He knows the fear that you are dealing with. He knows you're going out and you're coming in. He knows the thoughts you are entertaining. He knows the compromises that you feel you have to make in order to make it in life. He knows what you need at home. He knows what you're going to need. He knows the root of that pain. You have a heavenly father, a God in heaven who knows in detail what you need. Your heavenly father knows. And Jesus says, don't spend your life worrying about all of these things. But you need to know your heavenly father knows. But instead, do this instead of worrying. Do this. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness or the righteousness of God. So seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. That's Matthew six thirty-three, which we all know. And so he says, don't worry because in, 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 instead of worrying, I'm asking you that you, that you put your, you seek first as a matter of priority, seek out his kingdom, seek out his righteousness. The Amplified says, seek, aim at, strive at, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. And the Amplified describes that as being his way of doing and being right. That's the kingdom and his righteousness. And then all of these things taken together, will be given to you besides. So instead of worrying, he says, let us let us put our faith in Jesus. Let us seek his kingdom and his righteousness. So you know that thing you've been worried about this week? that You didn't have to be worried about it. If you seek his kingdom, if you seek his righteousness, which we're looking at today, Jesus promises that those things will be added to you. Okay. If it is in line with God's will, it will be added to you. And so, as a believer, worrying is not a part of your job description. Okay. Your job description is seeking his kingdom. Your job description is seeking his righteousness. Uh, uh, That's who we are. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you, but when I first heard about, you know, when I, when I grew up listening to this scripture or hearing this scripture, when I hear seek his kingdom and seek his righteousness, I, I was taught that that means, um, look to do the good things. Look to do some good things. I was under the impression that doing things right was seeking his kingdom. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing things right. We must always have a disposition to doing good things and doing things right. But this scripture doesn't say seek to do things right. It says seek his righteousness. And the Amplified said seek his way of doing and being right because there is a difference between doing the right thing and seeking his righteousness okay there is a difference between your righteousness and his righteousness you get your righteousness by doing the right thing you get his righteousness by receiving that or or believing in him there are two different things, two different ways of being right with God. And by the way, righteousness is just a deep word for being right with God, being in right standing with God. And so Jesus is saying in Matthew 6, are you with me? I'm teaching, I'm gifted to teach, so I will always teach more than preach. If you wake me up in the, in the middle of the night and ask me something, I will probably teach you more than I will preach it. I have to work to preach, but teaching is, is really who I am. So stay with me. And so Jesus is teaching and he's saying to us that we have the gift of righteousness, that we can seek his righteousness. If I seek right standing with God, if I, if I operate from a place of right standing with God, then I will create what it is that I need to create in life. Because there is, there is a difference between doing the right thing and there is a difference between um, receiving his righteousness. The real force of creativity that I am talking about doesn't come from you doing the right things. It comes from you receiving his righteousness. Two different things. It doesn't come from you trying to be like Jesus it comes from you receiving the fact that you have already one spirit with him. That you have been made like Jesus because of your faith in Jesus Christ. There are two different things I'm looking at here. It is in the fact that Jesus is in right standing with God that gives him his kingdom legitimacy. And it is also our willingness to receive... um. The righteousness of Jesus that gives us legitimacy to rule and reign. This is why we pray in the name of Jesus. Do you know why demons flee? Because we come in the name of Jesus. Do you know know why we plead the blood? Do you know that term to plead the blood? I used to think that it was sprinkle the blood to pour the blood all over the place. And there is that part of it. But, but, but pleading the blood is a legal term that you can use. So if you are ever accused of any wrongdoing, whether in hell, on earth, or in heaven, you can stand up boldly. And when the judge asks, how do you plead? You don't need to plead guilty. You don't need to plead non-guilty. You just need to plead the blood. In the, even in the spirit realm, when you plead the blood, what you are saying is, I am protected by the blood. Demons flee because we come in the name of Jesus. We come wielding the righteousness of Jesus. They can't stand him because he is the king of kings. It's a bit like we have his ID card. We have his debit card. When we go shopping, we don't go shopping with our debit card. We go shopping with his debit card. We, 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 we put it on his account. When I fall short, I don't look to my, when I miss the mark, when I, do something that is wrong, I don't fix that by pulling out my debit card. No, the moment I put my faith in Jesus Christ, I got a credit of righteousness that is equal to the same amount that is in Jesus' account. And the scripture puts it this way, I am joint heirs with Christ. So I have the same credit as he does. So when we show up, we don't show up with our ID card. When I'm looking to get into that space, I was going to say club, but I know you're not a Christian. You don't go there. So when I'm looking to get into that Christian concert, I don't pull out my ID card. Hello. I pull out my, I pull out his ID card. That will get you into the Christian concert. What's your name? Jesus. All of this is happening for me, you know? But that's what we do in the spiritual realm. We walk around not as not conscious of who we are as individual, but we walk around very conscious of who we are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that our life is hidden in Christ in God. That's amazing. Your life is hidden in Christ in God. That's why Paul says, "The life I live, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me." So when I when I'm looking to create something, some of you when you have that idea, you don't need to be thinking about that idea as you. You need to be thinking about this idea as Jesus. You know, when 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 he he gave us this idea to to launch Servant King Academy. I'll be honest, for a lot of times I'm thinking I'm thinking about this thing as me, as Cheeto, but when I realize, no, no, this is an errand, I am running for the one whom I love, the one who loves me, I am on an assignment your, the, the calling of God on your life the great ideas that he has given you the dreams and the visions that he has given you it is overwhelming to you because you are considering your own state of being and wondering whether you qualify but you do not qualify to do the things that God has called you to do you only qualify in Jesus Christ so this morning if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ you need to know that you qualify to uh, to live out every one of your dreams you are disqualified from living in your fears. Because you have not received the spirit of fear that leads only to death. You have received the spirit of adoption. You have received the right standing of Jesus. So we hold our head up high, not because we get all things right, but Jesus got all things right. And we live our lives on the basis of his credit and not ours. This is the power that we use to create. This is the force. This is the thing that gives us the audacity to believe that we can raise kings. This is the thing that gives us the audacity to believe that we can change the world. This is what gives us the audacity because Jesus has already done that and we have his ID card and we're only a replica of who he is. Are you listening to me? There is a difference between your righteousness and his righteousness, Philippians three nine. Praise God, Philippians three nine. I, I, I'm almost done. Philippians three nine. This is what Paul said. He says. He says. Um, Yet indeed, I, I, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And we will talk about this in our discipleship session. How it's important that we recognize that Jesus is not just your friend. He's not just your brother. He is your Lord. Okay? He is your Lord, your master. That's such a powerful statement. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ, and I may be found in him. I love what Paul says. Paul says, I don't want to be found in Christ with a righteousness of my own. How often... Do we are we found in Christ with our own right standing? So your confidence to come to church and lift up your hands is based on the fact that you didn't do what your friends did last night. So you're standing with your hands lifted on the basis of your own righteousness. That's what Paul is saying. Paul says, I don't want to come into the presence of God. I don't want to be found, I don't ever want to be found standing. In Christ Jesus, with my own report card of the good things that I have done, I want to be found in in Christ uh, 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 with with His righteousness. Okay. If your confidence today, if you if we look at you today and we find that your righteousness, uh, if we consider where you are, will we find your righteousness or His righteousness? Can I tell you the truth about everything that you have wanted to do in your life, every God-given idea that you have slowed down on, that you have not pursued? It is because you started looking at your report card. You started looking at your ability. The reason you are backing down from believing that God will fulfill his will in your life is because you have looked at your ability. You have looked at your own credibility, but God wanted you to look at the credibility of his son. The basis of our confidence that God will do what he promised in scripture is not our credibility. It is the credibility of his son. It is the righteousness of God. Shall he not, um, who Romans tells us, I think it's Romans 8, that talks about the fact that he freely gave us his son. If he freely gave us his son, shall he not along with him freely give us all things? Everything we are believing God for is not on the basis of how great we are. It's not on the basis of your ability or my ability. It, it, the, you know, self righteousness is what gets us into competition. You know, the preacher. You know, imagine preaching, preaching. You know, uh, uh, it, 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 as a, as a preacher, I need to be. My, there, there are preachers that I like, people who teach the word of God that I like. But I had to learn to embrace me. To embrace my way of preaching, because it is, you know, it is, it is, it is, it is what God has given me. When you are looking at your report card, you will compare your way of preaching to the bishop down the road, and the bishop has a different way of preaching, and you think that is the preaching you need to adopt. You didn't know that God just gave the bishop, and you try it. You know, <laughs> have you ever tried wearing somebody else's shoes? It is just, it it, it doesn't work. I've it, I'm looking for nice things to say. I was going to say something that wasn't going to be very nice, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you copy people after a while, they'll know, you know, you can tell when somebody doesn't feel something. It's like a, it's like um, um, a salesman who doesn't believe in the product. You can tell he's selling you a scam. It doesn't hit you. Okay. We, it is you that God has called just as you are because it was never really you that this was about. It was always about Jesus. Amen? That's why I don't have to preach like the guy down the road. I just need to be good at using my gift because this is not about me or about the guy down the road. It is about Jesus. Have you seen, uh, you know some preachers who, and if I call names, you will know some amazing men and women of God all around the world who, who they just stand there and talk. So, so today, we're going to look at it. We're there. We're there. there. And they're just talking. And the world is listening. And you think you need to be like that? No, no. it's, it's, It's not that. Are you listening to me? I'm saying that we go after our dreams as we are, but we go after the things that God has placed in our hearts with the report card of Jesus, with the credit. Of Jesus in our lives. If your confidence in any area is coming from your performance in that area, then you are in your own righteousness. Let me flip it. If you are feeling like you shouldn't be here because of what you did, or you, you, you you know, you are in your own righteousness. And Galatians three ten, write it down. I'm moving faster for 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 time. He says he says for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse the works of the law are definitely, we're talking about the laws of Moses, but it's also making reference to your ability to perform. If you depend on your ability to perform, you are under an empowerment to fail. That's what a curse is. You are under an empowerment. If, you're, if you are depending on your own human effort, you might win one or two times, you might do well, but you are under an empowerment to fail. Learn from those you need to learn from, but we depend on Jesus 100%. It is his grace that enables us. He breathes on what we are doing. If you are depending on your own human effort, you are under a curse. This is how the Message Bible puts that same scripture, Galatians 3.10. It says that anyone who tries to live by his own effort, independent of God, is doomed to failure. Okay. Whenever we depend on our own effort, so we are looking at his righteousness. That's why you can afford to be you. That's why you, that's why, that's why you can afford to express it as it's in your heart and not, not feel the need to do anything else because we are depending on his righteousness. God is looking to express himself through you as you are. Are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? Are you listening to me? <laughs> are you looking at me too? Yeah, whatever. Hey Amen. Are you, are you with me this morning? Galatians. Hallelujah. So the next time somebody looks down on you because they think they're better than you, pray for them. Because they've just adopted a system that is due to fail. You don't need to be jumping hoops to impress people. No, no, no. We live for the audience of one. And uh, the amazing thing is that od- that one is already impressed. So all we're doing is uh, it's not looking to impress him anymore. We're looking to just love him. When we produce with our lives, when we give our lives to the very best expression and to, and we, we, we push ourselves to see how far we can go, I want to see the fullness of what God has placed in me, is simply not to impress our father, he's already impressed, Is simply like the slave um, who, who says, I love this man so much that I work for him. Are you listening to me? What is the alternative of our righteousness? Philippians 3, the latter part of verse 9 says, I don't, uh, first of all, you know, the, the earlier part says, I don't want to be found in him with a righteousness of my own, but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness which is from God by faith. I'm saying this morning that we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make between our right standing that comes from our own selves or the righteousness of god romans chapter 4 verse 5 make a note of it it says but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly the scripture says his face is accounted for righteousness there is a righteousness that can come by your hard work and by the way we work hard Okay. And we'll look at this as we go along. But then there is a righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus. There's a righteousness that comes by, by, by the fact that you, you look back and you've ticked all the boxes and you, you're declaring, well, because I went to university, I came out with a first class degree, um, I've applied for a job, I should get the job. And all of that have their places. But when you were applying for that job or when you're going, we're not going based on our report card. We're going based on this man, Jesus, who loved me and he gave himself for me. Okay. Galatians 3 verse 5. I'll end it here. I want to show you what the righteousness of God brings. He says, so again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law? Or by your believing what you heard. And so Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Look at where the the, the credit of righteousness came. It came from him believing. Verse 7 says, Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham and verse 8 says for scripture foresaw that God will justify the Gentiles by faith and he announced the gospel in advance to Abraham and this is the gospel he announced all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you verse 9 says this is where I want to end today he says so those who rely on faith and we know it's faith in Jesus those who rely on faith those who do what those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. The moment you rely on faith, you get a credit of righteousness. And this credit of righteousness, faith and righteousness working together, empowers you to be who you are born to be. His righteousness, which comes by faith, empowers you. The most profound thing you can acquire in life is the blessing. Okay, the blessing, you know, the blessing, I don't want to go into all of that, but the blessing is simply God's empowerment that equips you to impact your world. The blessing is God backing you up to be all that you are need You need to be. The blessing is a force of creativity. Are you listening to me? What is it that you need to create? I want to ask you to move your confidence, maybe move your confidence away from your ability, move it, Move your confidence even away from your gift, Your gift is an indicator of the lane you should be on. It is not the source of your confidence. Your ability to do something, your ability to understand numbers is great. It's just an indicator about the lane that you should be on, but the real source of your power to innovate in that space, the real source of your ability to impact systems in the financial markets, in financial institutions, the real ability comes from this man, Jesus. You being in right standing with him, with God, means you have access to hear from God to be able to impact your world. Father, I pray for every person listening right now. I pray that, Lord, we will receive the right standing that comes from you alone. That we will receive the gift of righteousness. In fact, let me ask you to do something right now. I'm not going to pray that you will receive. It's a gift that is available right now. And I want to encourage you to receive it right now. Let's do something a little bit odd. Just put your hands out like you're receiving a gift. Close your eyes. You know, God is as close to you as your imaginations. He really is closer than your next breath. Just say after me, Heavenly Father this morning, I receive the gift of right standing with you. I receive the gift of righteousness. I am as righteous as Jesus right now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I just release everyone right now, and I declare that there is power in this gift to a, to, to to live a full life, a powerful life, a life that glorifies you, Heavenly Father. Oh Lord, I ask, precious Holy Spirit, that you take these words. You know exactly what I was trying to articulate, but you 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 do a better job than I do. And I pray you take these words and you cause them to come alive in the hearts of your people, that their eyes will open and they will see how much you love us and how much you have done for us. And indeed, we will have not just the courage to receive your right standing, the idea that we are seated in heavenly places with you, joint heirs with you, not just to receive that, but to live from there. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. those who believe said amen amen praise god aren't we grateful for our god we are so grateful for his goodness praise god we've come to that time in our service and by the way let me just say this if you are here and maybe you're watching me right now you've never made jesus the lord of your life we told you how god makes people right it doesn't make people right by, by them changing their lives and not doing the things that they feel that are bad that they've been doing. This is how God makes people right, by them putting their faith in Jesus. If only this morning you can decide, I'm going to trust Jesus as the Savior of my life, He will help you take care of all the other things. The only decision you need to make is, what are you going to do with this man, Jesus, who died in your place? And I want you to think about that. And if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ, would you send us a message? Will you get in touch with us? Um, inbox me on Facebook, at Cheeto Gideon, um, on Instagram. We'd love to pray with you. This simple decision, I don't think it's a mistake or coincidence that you bumped into us today. I think that there is destiny. I think that this is important. You didn't jump on this link. By mistake, I believe God orchestrated your steps. And I believe one of the key decisions or the key reasons he orchestrated your steps and brought you to join us on this stream today is that you would decide, you would think about this man, Jesus, who you have heard so much about and make a decision about him. Whether or not you are willing, it's not about becoming a Christian. It's not about changing religions. It's about a man, Jesus. And once you truly believe in that man and you're willing to allow him influence your choices, that's how everything changes, okay? So get in touch. We'd love to pray with you uh, or inbox us or send us a message at info at radiantcitylondon.com. We'd love to stand and believe God with you. Amen. All right, let us come before God with our giving. We like to give. If you are on YouTube, do us a favor, hit the like button Um, give us some likes, but um, we also believe in giving financially. All of the things that we are doing here, all of the things that we're going to do going forward requires finances to make it happen and um, we have the absolute honor and the absolute privilege of giving to make this happen, to propagate the will of God. So right there in the comments section, um, the team will post details that you can use, the PayPal details, the link to our website, the bank account details that you can give into. We really are honored that you chose to be with us today and we will ask that you consider giving into what God is doing here. I believe that God will do what he needs to do as he has always done throughout all eternity but we get to choose whether or not we will play a part in what God is doing. Okay. In the new Testament, the, the the scripture says, this is how much they believed in the cause. They would sell their houses and they will bring the money down um, to the apostles for, 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 for the propagation of the gospel. Now I'm not asking you to do that at all. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that what we're doing here, please don't make the gospel or any business of the gospel, um, um a sideshow to your life. I believe that the kingdom of God is the business of our life. And you know what I mean? I don't mean business as in the money profit making venture as great as that is, and that has its place. Um, but I mean the 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 activity of the kingdom of God, the the the, the ins and out, the operation of the kingdom of God is really the business of our life.